internet, you're tuned in episode 35 of the Video Game Pals, the Pals Network's weekly video game podcast where life, ugh, Jesus, where a group of lifelong gamers get together to talk about video games and news and how it all makes us feel. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined today by my ever-present co-host and antagonist, Andy the Red-Nosed Reindeer. All right, so I take offensive, or I take offense at you calling us all hoes. I take offense. So I quit. <laughs> I'm no longer anybody's pal. I'm out. Water Pokemon suck. <laughs> Alright, good. One last person I gotta give presents to. Uh, so I'm also joined by the snow miser with a heart of gold, Mr. Robert Townsend. <laughs> oh my god, thank you. <laughs> that made my day. His friends call him snow miser. Whatever he touches. <laughs> that doesn't work if you're not singing it in first person. <laughs> <laughs> and the winter esports dynamo, Miss Peggy Ford. Hey, it me. <laughs> So we've got a very exciting show for you all this week, uh, where we're going to be naming our Game of the Year picks and taking you guys through the very last news cycle before the end of 2017. Uh, But before we do that, let me tell you where all you can find the show everywhere around on the webs. So if you want to let us know what you're playing this week, you guys can write into the show and hear your thoughts right on the air. Give us a random question of the week or just say hey by dropping us a line at thevideogamepals at gmail.com. You guys can also follow our sister show at The Comics Pals, wherever your social media is sold. Stay up to date with all the stuff we've got going on here at The Pals Network. And uh, if you're an audio listener, we would really appreciate it uh, if for Christmas you would give us a like on your platform of choice uh, or jump over to iTunes where we're currently a five-star rated podcast and give us a rating. Um, or if you're a YouTube listener, or if you're not, you could uh, jump over there and uh, like this video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. We're real close to 100 subscribers. We'd love to hit that number. Um, we wanted to hit it by the end of the year. We've got uh, 11 days left, so um, two of us have birthdays before then, too. So give us a Ooh. gift. Go subscribe. Um, or get us league skins. <laughs> I, I wouldn't I wouldn't subscribe. that either. <laughs> I don't want just, just, do... just subscribe. Or just, the Hanzo yeah, skin. Actually, you can get me the Hanzo skin and that'd be so, solid. I don't need skins. Go subscribe. And check out uh, our Let's Play show, Pals Play. Me and Thompson are on it. Um, it's a good show. And then last but not least, the best thing you all can do if you want to help out the show is share it with your pals so they can become our pals too. Let them know that you enjoy what we're doing and uh, you think that they might enjoy it themselves. So, and with that... Let's jump into our very last random question of the year. Nice save. Nice, <laughs> nice. save. Yeah. That's Carl Stone Cold random question of the week. Other year. <laughs> so, uh, I wanted to ask y'all, what game are you most excited to play over Christmas break? Usually, you know, even if even if you're not in school anymore, you get at least a day or so off to enjoy the holiday. You get a little extra time for gaming. What game are you excited to sink your teeth into? Okay, so I guess I'll go first because I'm really excited about an indie game that's just about to come out. And um, I don't know if everyone knows about it, but it's a uh, Battle Royale first-person oh shooter called Player Notes Battlegrounds. Oh, I was about to say that too. I was so excited for the first time ever to play PUBG. Like, I can't believe this game is coming out. Yeah, it's great, yeah, isn't it? Hype. I completely uh, blew out my mic, but it's totally <laughs> fine. I am so excited because now I can finally say that it is a fucking game because it is out. We are recording this, like, the day of the 1.0 patch, and it's a fir- officially going live in, like, three hours or something. It's a thing. It's gonna happen. 
I'm so excited to play the game, Sean. The game, Player <laughs> Unknown Battlegrounds. Let's do this. I mean, after today, I can't really say it's not a game anymore. Exactly. Uh, no, even you I'm can't. excited for it. You can't it. even kind of say it. You can't say it because it is a game. <laughs> well, it what is about out. Xbox? What about Xbox? Isn't it? Isn't it like alpha there or some shit? Okay. Well, <laughs> or, let, early access. Well, let's ignore. Uh, let's ignore the. The glitch royale, all right? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So not all iterations of the, the game facts. are full, but that's okay. I'll give it a pass. Just let I, me uh, have this one. Yes. I do actually want to use that as an opportunity to point out, uh, we do have a little bit of reader mail this week. Um, Peggy got a little bit of a troll from a friend of the show, Mr. Matt Murphy, over from the Longbox podcast. Oh, no. Who uh, commented on our Facebook page and wrote, figured the video game pals would get a kick out of the Instagram ad for PUBG on Xbox, explicitly saying it's incomplete. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit, that's fucking great. Actually, actually, no. And it, I... says, it says, Xbox game preview. Game is unfinished and work in progress. Yep, because I Beautiful. sent that. I was at Target a couple days ago, and I sent that to, to Pete, actually. And I was just like, what the shit is this? What the fuck? What is this? It's a game. It's, it's boxed. It's right next to, like, Final Fantasy. Why does it say it's not complete? What the shit is this? Why it's not a game. Mm. I'm not sure what it is exactly, uh, but it's it's not a game. So I guess it's some kind of video program, some video on, on demand service. It's like I'm an out. accessory I'm that out. you buy for your Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> It's not a game, actually. It's a console in and of itself, Pegs. Come on. It's an enigma. Oh, it's a gaming <laughs> enigma, apparently. But for the PC, it is, in fact, out in, like, four, three hours, four hours, give or take. It, so, yeah. it will be a game. It will be a game, yeah. Um, so, to get back to the random question of the week. That was the button winner. <laughs> that was on topic. It was on topic. It definitely is, but, yeah. like... I feel like that was the end of your answer. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to do yet, but at some point over my, like, two weeks left of my Christmas break from law school, I'm going to find myself a big old medial JRPG steak and sink my teeth into it. You're going to finish Mario? I'm going to finish. I'm mostly done with Mario. Um, my girlfriend's right, borrowing my Switch right now, but, like, I am... Stop letting people borrow your Switch and finish the game! I am on the moon. Okay. I have a tuxedo. I'm going to bust up Bowser's wedding. So you're, yeah, you're real close to yeah. the end. But that's when the game really starts, Andy. Oh my god. The post game <laughs> is so good. Oh my god. Is it? Yes, Peggy! Are you fucking kidding me? Get out of here. This is not the place for us. Save it for the game of the year discussion, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, it's probably going to be either near Automata, Mata, 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 or Tales of Berseria, because I never finished that fucking game. Oh, Andy. You didn't finish that one? No. I'm like, wow. I got like 15 hours in and then started playing Zelda. (sighs) There. And then just never picked it up again. Uh, You're not going to get Xenogears 2? Um, not for myself. Or Blade? If I get it under the Christmas tree, I'm into it. And I'm definitely going to play it. But it's like, it's not in the budget to spend $60 on a Switch game for myself right now. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm not sure which JRPG, but there's going to be a lot of stats and spreadsheets and weird anime tropes in my <laughs> life. What else is new? What about you, Thompson? 
I'm just gonna keep it simple and good the uh, good old RTS route, and you know, gonna go back into StarCraft. I think because I've been nice. I've been really itching to play it for a long time, and uh, I think it's time I bought Legacy of the Void. You know, after they didn't give it to me for free, uh, after that update, I'm st- <laughs> you know I, I held out, but I'm probably just gonna pick it up because you know I do want to finish that shit, and uh, cool, it's a staple of my life. Very cool, man. Uh, as for me, um, I just started up uh, the Horizon DLC, the Frozen Wild, so I'm definitely excited to, to get into that. It's not, like, super long, um, so I definitely think I should be able to blaze through it pretty quickly. Um, although, the new machines that they've introduced are, like, like Jesus Christ, they're so hard. Um, the first one that I encountered definitely gave me a run for my money. It was, like, the first time I actually needed to use, like, elemental potions and stuff to, like, not get burned to death. Oh, damn. Um... Yeah, definitely excited to, to sink my teeth into that. Um, I think I'm finally going to pick up Night in the Woods cool. because I've been, like, really, like, wanting to check that out uh, for a long time. Um, and I knew I was going to get around to it, but, like, I just kind of, like, excused myself from playing it because I was, like, I convinced myself that I was like, it's not going to be your game of the year and it's not going to be better than Cuphead, so you can wait. So now it's now it's going to be the time for me to play it. And uh, the final episode of Life is Strange Before the Storm just came out uh, as of this recording yesterday, and I didn't get a chance to play it last night. So cannot wait to get into that uh, later tonight and get the uh, exciting conclusion of uh, the prequel. So, uh, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Also, you got to beat Horizon. I know. Oh, so you can take it back? Yes, (laughs) Then I won't play StarCraft. (laughs) Fair. I'll, I'll I'll, I'll beat... Life is Strange first, and then I'll beat Horizon. You monster. So once Disney buys Sony, I'm going to pitch a Horizon tie-in DLC, maybe for Horizon 2, to tie it in with Incredibles 2 when it comes out, Horizon Zero Dawn, the Frozone Wilds. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you, just, you just have to kill Samuel L. No, Jackson. No, you are Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> nope, I'm out. <laughs> I don't know. It would be cool to see Aloy become a Disney princess, though. Yeah, that would be rad. Oh, my God. Meet her in the parks. <laughs> She's, like, clad in, like, dinosaur iron and just, like... <laughs> <laughs> As, like, a dress? Yeah. <laughs> just made out of, like, skulls of T-Rexes that she's killed and shit. You know, like, those cyber mm-hmm. T-Rexes and all that. Sure. Uh, a little bit of brand synergy. Check out our thoughts on the uh, Fox-Disney merger on the latest episode of The Comics Pals, as well as our review of Star Wars The Last Jedi, available now on YouTube.com slash The Comics Pals. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> well, and your earrings G- could be CDs. And SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be about it. Yeah, no. No, please don't do that, Disney. Please don't buy Sony. <laughs> please, stop. yeah, please don't buy Sony. Like, as much as we're talking, things. please stop. <laughs> don't, don't do anything else. That mouse um, is getting fat. We gotta, we gotta look out for him. You know, Tom and Jerry, like the balance of power is upset. You know, it would be like cat, if yeah. Tom was the size of Jerry. <laughs> All right, so uh, I guess that means it's time for the news. Thanks, pigs. The news, the news. We talking about the news, the news, the news. We talking about the news. All right, so we've got four items on the news list this week. Um, seeing as the year is like winding down, it's it's not you know there's not too much going on, but uh, we do have a few fun bits to talk about before we call it a year. Uh, for starters, congratulations are in order to Studio MDHR, who announced this week that Cuphead has sold over two million copies across both PC and Xbox. Yeah, which is uh, yeah, congrats. That's huge for a little indie title like Cuphead. Yeah. So. That's um, huge for a congratulations. title, too. 
I mean, yeah, I mean, like, you know, two million copies is nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, true. Um, well yeah, deserved. Like especially, Very well deserved. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Clubhead's a fantastic game, and uh, every one of us that's played it loved it. So if you haven't checked it out, um, go get the two millionth and one-th copy. <laughs> uh, speaking of indies that we loved with crazy fan bases, Dan Salvato has announced on Twitter that Doki Doki Literature Club cleaned up at the IGN People's Choice Awards. So he wrote on Twitter, quote, Doki Doki Literature Club won at IGN People's Choice Awards, in parentheses, most votes, for every category it was nominated for. Best PC game, best adventure game, best story, and most innovative. Thank you, and what an insane fan base. Uh, That's well deserved. (laughs) Yep, yep. I'm really excited to see what their horror game is. Listen, all I have to say about this is... Only Monica. Spoilers, Pete. Just Monica. <laughs> First of all, you're wrong because it's not Yuri. So get out of here. <laughs> Yuri is. She there. could play a bigger. She could play a uh, bigger role in that other game. I know. At least I knew I was on to something. Is. She's Just so perfect. Just a theory. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so moving right along, and a piece of news that's exciting for uh, you know dorks like me and Thompson, and especially Andy. Uh, Atlas has announced a brand new kind of like up-resed version of the PS3 classic Catherine, uh, Cath- called Catherine Full Body for the PlayStation 4 and PS Vita. So the game is being co-developed by Atlas and Studio Zero, which is the studio led by Persona 5 director Katsura Hashino. Uh, and uh, for those of you who don't know, just to catch you up, Catherine was an action puzzle game slash RPG released for the PS3 and Xbox 360, which I actually didn't know. I yeah. thought it was a PS3 nope, exclusive. it is. Mm. It's backwards compatible on the Xbox, too. I didn't know that. Weird. Um, that's really funny. Uh, well, yeah, it dropped in uh, 2011, so it's a couple years old. But um, the game was definitely loved by Atlas fanboys and girls alike. Um, but the game follows uh, this dude named Vincent, who's a 32-year-old guy who cheats on his fiance Catherine, with another woman named Catherine. only it's spelled with a C. Um, and is like, you know, he basically like gets all these crazy nightmares and you got to play all these crazy puzzles. Um, so they're kind of building on the experience a little bit with full body. So it's not just like a full, um, HD re-release though. So it's actually going to introduce an entire new character who's, uh, called the third Catherine, uh, whose personality and aura, um, you know, and this is coming from the, the Gematsu article, which translated, um, the Japanese stuff, so I want to use this language because it seems specific. Uh, they said that the personality and aura seem to be quite different from the previous two. And um, it's going to provide new scenes with both Catherine with a K and Catherine with a C. So uh, she's called Rin, and um, she's a pianist at Vincent's Bar. And, you know, is like apparently going to somehow influence the story and give you new branches. It doesn't seem like you can like romance her, just that she's going to kind of like build on the experience um they're gonna add new endings new episodes new anime movies and quote sexy events (laughs) um and they also promise to add a wide range of difficulties and convenient systems uh because like the game was famously very very hard so they said they kind of wanted to make it so that people who want to see the story can like get through to the end even if they're not good at this super fucking hard puzzle game um which is probably a good idea nah man just wait for Get the people to complain about it, good. though. Good. Yep. 
Well, no, they're gonna make they're gonna add an even harder mode to that. I know, but so. there's gonna be someone. You know, there's gonna be a movement, and they're gonna be like, "Fuck this game for having difficulty easing moments." They were all time like my first Catherine game, blah blah blah. <laughs> like I, well, ugh. whatever. Fuck those crybabies. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is this so, is cool sell though. Yeah, yeah. I'm like I really excited because like I always wanted to play this game and just it like didn't really, really feel hard. like backtracking for it. Yeah. Um. So this is a perfect excuse to play it. And um, they're adding new mechanics, new modes, online battles, and cross-save for Vita. So, fuck yeah. Gives me oh, wow, my Vita. The Vita's not dead. Look at that. <laughs> oh, good. Pete Hashtag Vita days. lives! Vita means life, you guys. Vita means life. In what language? Sony? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sony is. In all seriousness, though, I did not play Catherine when it was out on the PS3, right, originally? When it was out originally, so I'm probably gonna pick this up because it seemed like a really cool game i just never had time for it because i'm way more of a, of a fps gal myself so i had it on my playstation 3 but that sucker broke after a year and i never ended up finishing this game so Rip. i got maybe a quarter in to it and it was like really hard like i remember it being frustrating at some points uh you know i'm, I'm actually really happy there's an easy mode because like my girlfriend always wanted to play this and like it's just now she's, she's bad at games she's actually pretty damn good but I'd like her to be able to just blow through this. <laughs> and, like, I don't think she's into action puzzle game kind of stuff. That's why, you know? So, like, yeah. I'm I'm pretty happy about the harder difficulty, too, because, like, now if I beat it, I can say it's, like, a new Dark Souls kind of game for me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a game we should do on Pathway. Uh, like, maybe. 500 episodes. <laughs> no. It's so maybe, fucking I don't weird, know, man. Maybe. I'm not sure this would be good Let's Play material for us because you'll just be sitting there going, but, Thompson, why is this? And I'll just be like, dude, it's just... Just fucking roll with it, man. I don't know how to explain this game. <laughs> I'm about it. I want to watch. I like this is such a a story I'm into of just like oh it's about romance and betrayal. Sign me up. Also puzzles. Yep. <laughs> I wish it was really about that, but it's kind of not. Have you ever seen any <laughs> gameplay from this ever? It's fucking it's bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it's super weird. I'm about I it. love it. Hey, all I'm saying is, you know, the most successful episode of this podcast is where we reviewed a game about anime waifus and the existential horror and nightmares. So that I is mean, also basically Catherine. I feel like yeah, I feel like I feel like our audience has spoken and they're really into it. So we got to give the people what they want, Thompson. <laughs> so for the audience at home, if you want me to launch a, a the Anime Pals show, let me know. I'm totally I I'll do that. If you guys Yo, want Marco's anime, been trying to get that off the ground for a long yeah, time. Yeah, if there's a movement, you know, if one person, literally one person, says make the Anime Pals, it'll happen. Besides <laughs> you guys that are here with me. If, besides that, if someone writes in and is like make the Anime Pals, I'll do it. <laughs> Asking you shall receive, fans. Uh, and finally, we've got some rumors of brand new games on the horizon. So according to a job listing from Blizzard, uh, the team is currently working on a new unannounced first-person game, which is apparently going to have drivable vehicles, or I guess playable vehicles. Um, so it says, uh, this is from the job listing, right? Quote, Blizzard Entertainment is looking for a talented gameplay engineer to help create vehicles and build vehicle handling features in a robust first-person engine for an unannounced project. The ideal candidate has proven experience in vehicle handling with exposure to other game systems like physics, animation, and cameras. Huh. Hmm. <clears throat> something like Planetside maybe strikes my mind right there. Or like even something like Rocket League. True. I think when they say, like, cameras and stuff, I'm thinking more, like, you would have multiple viewpoints from within a vehicle, you know, like, p passenger seats and all that, you know? I don't I know, man. When I, I hear, like, 
kind of strikes my mind. Maybe, like, it, it could be anything, you know, really. Because, like, yeah. <laughs> cameras could also, like, it could uh, um, be talking about, like, in an esports sense. Because yeah, a big problem true. with Overwatch at first was kind of, like, how do you make Overwatch, like, fun to watch? Mm-hmm. You know? And, like, right. maybe they're talking about, like, they want a game that's built from the ground up mm. with multiple, like, developed camera systems from the start. Quote, unquote, you know? esports ready. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, you know, like um like uh, not to draw this comparison again just cuz I said it, but like uh the example of Rocket League which has like a great camera system in multiple different ways. You can have a fixed, you can have a loose one. It's got really good replay systems and everything. Like maybe it's talking about something like that. Mm-hmm. Um but that's, you know, there's not much to go on here, you know, other yeah. than it seems like it's going to be new, right? Cuz yeah. it says an unannounced project. Speculation so, is fun though. Heroes of the Storm driving game. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. I, like, I don't think card. it's gonna be that, but I'd be. I, <laughs> yeah, I, was, I don't think do it's gonna know, be that, but I think it's gonna be entertaining either way. The thing, the thing that Andy said was actually the first thing that I thought of was like, what if they're gonna make like a Blizzard kart racer? Because like, oh, there's no cart, cool. there's no kart racer on PC, and like, there's no real competitor to Mario Kart. Who else has? A locked-in fan base that's, like, this into their characters, has this much of a roster with, like, name recognition. Like, Mm -hmm. they're all about making games as services, right? Like, they could make a kart racer game with all their characters that also has a mode like Rocket League, you know? And, like, you know, like, kind of bites on, on both of those markets a little bit because there's a lot you can do with, like, fun kart physics that really hasn't been done, you know? Like... Rocket League is kind of just one thing and a riff on it, and Mario Kart's kind of just one thing and a riff on it. And like maybe they're gonna try and do something different in that space. Yeah, I was, I'm really happy about this, man. Like whatever the hell it is, makes me excited because anything Blizzard makes, you know, I'm pretty much into just about everything since you know, since I was a kid. And Wizards at Blizzard, man, you know. <laughs> it's funny, man, because like I'm definitely a casual Blizzard fan, but it's always exciting when they come out with something new because it's always just like, okay how big is this thing going to be or will they finally have something that fails <laughs> and it's like yeah. no matter what it'll be interesting it, to watch. even if what like the difference with them though is like when they like you know fail they don't really fail like diablo 3 is considered to be like one of the worst of the games and it still is a success you know yeah it's crazy because right. like they don't really fail you know <laughs> that's just, what i mean they it's just like, do like an okay job which is like amazing still yeah it's like no matter what this will end up being an interesting story as it develops yeah for sure Okay, and then um, Riot is also apparently working on a new game called Teemo's Adventure. Full-fledged Teemo point-and-click. Really emotional, dialogue-driven, story-driven, based on Telltale's engine. Uh, (laughs) Featuring Ashley Birch from uh, Life is Strange as Teemo in a full mocap performance. And... Um, the girl who plays Clementine in The Walking Dead, also in a full ma- mocap performance as Tristana. Oh, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra is there, too, for the, the background noise I heard. I mean, that sounds great. Like, I would play that <laughs> game 10, 10 out of 10. Yeah, that sounds like a great game. Um, the only way you can make it better is if they're both teenagers. <laughs> there's, a, there's a secret command where it will present you like Telltale Games with four dialogue choices. But if you hit an undisclosed button on your keyboard slash controller, Timo will respond, never underestimate the power of the scout's code to anything. 
Pete will remember this. <laughs> God damn. That was um, such a complex joke. <laughs> we're all about that, I guess. God we're all damn. about inside baseball here, guys. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read from the uh, article that broke this story in the the West from PC Gamer by Andy Chalk. Um, so he writes. Nico Partners analyst Daniel Zung has turned the spotlight on a new game that appears to be in the works at League of Legends studio Riot Games. The game is called Teemo's Adventure, and it was revealed in a list of GPC-approved games, which indicates that it has, been it has been given the green light for sale in China. So, um... It's, you know, his tweet here re reads, Not sure if Western media is reporting on this yet. Looks like a game called Timo's Adventure has been approved for sale in China. Riot Games is listed along with Tencent as a developer slash publisher. It's going to be a PC game, apparently. And uh, he points out that Timo is a League of Legends champion. <laughs> Thanks, Daniel. So is this only in China right now? Like, No, that, that just it... means that it's been approved for sale in China. Yeah, but is that and where like... they're only marketing it currently? I mean, we don't know. There's really okay. no there's no information about it other than the fact that it's been approved there. Mm, right. But why I would imagine this would come out is because of how transparent China is about everything and that we're finally learning about the workings of Chinese developers and publishers. You know? Like, yeah, yeah. They really they, opened up they on They have that. a way more, st like, stringent, uh, you know, approvals process. So it's way harder to get a game published in China. So the fact that it, like, had to get approved, you know, and that they maybe want to do, like, a worldwide release... Um, isn't necessarily surprising. Mm. Yeah, it's been it's been interesting that like uh, like Riot has um, been able to get this like through the, through the radar like that. You know, like obviously it's like league, so it's not that like offensive. I know like Chinese restrictions are. It, it's it's weird that like they they have a really strict thing, uh, but the process has been very open. Like we know like where like things get restricted from. You know, like why they do yeah. and like. It's just now, strange. anyway. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's really weird that they started opening up on that. Like, all of a sudden, to see the inner workings of it, it's it's yeah. I, mean, I think it, it was in... it like incentivizes other developers to tailor things to them. You know. Yeah, to try and tap into that market. Right. Um. Yeah, because I think it was in 2015 where they finally lifted the ban on on consoles. Yeah, it was only like so... what, like yeah, two years ago. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 a fairly recent development. But uh, Rise in an interesting position because they're a Western developer, yeah, but they're yeah. owned by Tencent, which is a Chinese company. So like, I'm sure Tencent, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sure Tencent understands that market, um, you know, pretty well at this point. Yeah, fair enough. But Maybe it'll be interesting should. to see what this is. I'm sorry, what, what would you say, Maggie? I was just saying, yeah, fair enough. They they should. They should know so. this market <laughs> by this point. Yeah, you would think. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what this is. Uh, Andy, as a number one Teemo fan, how do you feel about this? Um, I really don't have much to say until we know more. I'm excited that there's a game called Teemo's Adventure, but <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, totally. Uh, it's like who knows what it what it even is at this point. I tr I try to not like speculatively hype. Yeah, that's how I want to say that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll see what happens. I I hope it's I hope it's some kind of platformer or adventure game though. Either way, I think that would be a really fun lane for Riot. To that was a pun I did not intend. Get the <laughs> adventure is not bam, an bam, adventure bam, bam. game. <laughs> nice. Oh, that was really good. <laughs> Yeah, man, if Teemo's Adventure is not an adventure game, I will be very disappointed. Yeah, same. 
Alright, and with that, we're going to take it into our Game of the Year discussion, uh, which has been long teased, and we've talked about it quite a bit in the months coming up to it, because it's been such a hot year. Uh, but I'm just going to lay out for you all at home how we're going to do this. So, um, you know, I think, you know, in years past when uh, Andy Thompson and I were doing this same kind of show over at Slack and Slash, we would kind of, we named a Game of the Year for the whole outlet. But uh, in light of just how amazing 2017 was and how kind of divided we all were on where our favorite games lied, we decided that each of us is just going to name uh, our, our game of the year. We'll give a few honorable mentions and, uh, and you know, we'll just kind of leave it at that so you guys can, you know, just, you know, know whose picks were what based on, you know, whose tastes generally, generally align with yours. Uh, so, does anybody, any volunteers want to start the conversation? I don't have, um, well, I'll start the conversation, but first I want to throw a non-sequitur into the ring. Oh, that's always what fun. What would it be okay, like us, if, instead of being, like, a fat guy who can't see named Foggy, Daredevil's best friend was a fat guy who was always really sweaty <laughs> named F- Soggy Nelson? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? I think that might improve, this is, but okay. This is zero. <laughs> Shut the fuck. All right, that's it. You're... You did say it was a non sequitur. I mean. Yeah, but like, <laughs> what am I even supposed to do with that? What am I supposed to do with that as a host right now? Let's start our Game of the Year discussion. Uh, you know, what, if, what, what if this stupid fucking pun uh, about Daredevil? What are, are you kidding me? Get the fuck oh out of here. Get out of here. That's it. All right. Peggy, you're up to the plate. Uh, Andy's fucking in timeout for five minutes. Fucking hell. Uh, this is what happens when Sean's not here to rein you in. I gotta fucking lay down the hammer like the paladin that he is. Uh, can't get over it. Uh, so on that note, <laughs> God damn it, children. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this God. is what happens when running too good on time. And he's like, this is going to be a short episode. What if I just derail it for five fucking minutes? Typing Soggy Nelson. <laughs> okay. There's okay. no right to be as funny as it is. <laughs> okay. Okay, so game of the year discussion. Peggy, why don't you go first? Because no one has 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 just totally derailed us. Uh no one at all. But um is this the part where we do like the top three and all that, or is it just game of the year? Hmm, that's a good question. Do you guys want to do honorable mentions first and then we all name our game of the year? That seems a little more dramatic. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Okay, it's let's let's do honorable mentions first. Okay. 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 All right, hit hit us, Peg. I don't. I don't want to. Um, okay. I don't want to hit anyone. <laughs> no, I, I. I often do, but like I don't want to do for this. Um. Okay. So honorable mentions. Gonna give it to Doki Doki Literature Club. Definitely is an honorable mention. Um. One of the most out there like games that I've ever seen, and just the lore inside of it. I love the games that have a story and then have a bigger underlying story that makes it far more interesting. 
Um, FNAF is a good example of that, but also Doki Doki Literature Club probably did it better than FNAF at this point, I would, I would argue, um, and did it better and more efficiently in one game. So yeah, Doki Doki <laughs> gets... Throwing shade! Take that, Scott! I, I mean, it's a good series, don't get me wrong, but, um, but yeah, DDLC definitely is, is one of my favorite games from this year. Another one, I will... Uh, I'm stuck between two for the best game, but another uh, another honorable mention is Destiny 2, just because I was always a big fan of Destiny 1, and Destiny 2 really improved on a lot of the things I thought were lacking in D1, so yeah, go team. Uh, really excited to, to kind of go back into that this, this week for the dawning, I believe it's called. Uh, but yeah, um, but I think my game of the year... Wait. You have your game of the year pick. This is no longer an honorable mention. No, no, no. I said that this is that. I said that I have two that are tied. I don't know which one. Oh, oh, you gotta, you gotta decide. Are you kidding this me? Is, yeah, you gotta go. Yeah, no. you can't, you can't what? name two games of the year. Yeah. I had to pick. So do you, girl? Believe me, Peggy. I've tried. They won't let you. Yeah, I know. Nah. I sat. I sat just staring at. At my shower. What do you think I'm doing for an right now? Hour today. Two games that I can't pick. All right. I don't have the courage to okay. lay down my my values like this. Okay. I had to look deep inside myself. You have to dig deep and decide. Peggy, you okay, gotta so decide, or I'm gonna derail this shit again. The honorable. I, I'm starting. The honorable mention. The last one goes to Zelda Breath of the Wild. Ooh. Uh, mm. because mm. it was fun and I really liked it as my introduction to the Zelda series in general. Um, and I'm still playing it like even even this week and it's really awesome. Um, but coming to a surprise to no one, my favorite game of the year and like my personal game of the year is T- Save it. Dramatic. <laughs> All right. If you want to find out what Peggy's game of the year is, pay one ninety nine to unlock the Peggy DLC for this <laughs> video game pals game of the year discussion. Ooh, the intention like is to give listeners a sense of progression and satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, Thompson, you want to give us your honorable mentions next? Yeah, alright, so, as well, I must nominate Doki Doki Literature Club, for it is a great game, but it cannot take my game of the year. It is it is really a fun experience, I highly recommend it as well, and I am always into meta shit like that, and it really nailed it. Plus, it was uh, had some Yuri in it, which was, you know, please, the best girl I've ever seen. Adjust so. Monica. Right, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Any game that gives me a new waifu. Is, Anyone uh, gives me like, a long-lasting waifu that I remember. Gotta get a mention. I remember her. I remember her. I didn't forget oh, her name. Oh, and it, actual, yeah. Okay. In yeah, memory. Like, Got my it. memory sucks, so the fact that I'd be able to remember Yuri for over a month, it, it's incredible. I must be in love, is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, moving on, my next game is Resident Evil, because I didn't remember it came out this year, but it was January 24th, apparently. So, Resident Evil 7... It was just great for me because I'm a huge Resident Evil fan and, you know, 6 was garbage and 5 was alright, you know, but, like, this went back to making it, like, a horror game, you know, and the VR adaptation was really rocking 
And that's really cool, because, like, I'm not a big fan of VR, and this game actually made me want VR for, like, the first time ever. So, this game is, like... Yeah, that VR experience was, like, yeah. terrifying. Right? It was, it's it good. was so unsettling. It's like, yeah. I'm way too close to this action right now in the best way. <laughs> yeah, and, like, the game itself doesn't need to be VR to be scary. Like, it was the first time in, I don't know how long, since I played Resident Evil 1, when I was, like, a wee little lad that I actually was like, damn, Resident Evil game getting me unnerved, you know? Like, that's it's big, you know? Um, far and few in between that I find games that actually, like, jar me, and I like that one, so that's good for me. Cool. The third one, I have a little trouble, again, like Peggy had, because there's a tie in my mind, and I'm still staring Ooh. at these pictures, so... Uh, but I think, uh, for me, I'm going to give... The honorable mention to The Legend of Zelda Breath Ooh. of the Wild as well. Because I really liked it. It was great. It brought me closer to the Switch. But I haven't really played Mario or any, enough to like really say there's that much to it, you know? But like to me, I, I still think of the Switch as like the you know, the Zelda game, you know what I mean? Like that's what my mind goes to. There hasn't been another game that really like makes me think of the Switch right now. And Zelda's great, but I can't give it Game of the Year. Um, this was just like a new Zelda, but and I really liked it. But you know, just just something else out there that I really like more. Okay. All right. And with that, Andy, Peter, I'm allowed to talk now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't make me revoke your privileges again. So don't Do don't talk about my boy Soggy Nelson. Got it. Don't don't oh, bring yeah. up Soggy Nelson. No. <laughs> the real hero, we all know, but. Anyway, um, so honorable. Sorry, mentions... just to derail thing to d- derail Andy yeah, real yeah. quick. I think <laughs> I, I think I want to start a band called Soggy Nelson. All right, un- Soggy Nelson and the Daredevils. <laughs> oh that's yeah, good, that's right. good. <laughs> or the Electras or something. I don't know. So, um, my honorable mentions for a game of the year. Hoof. I'm gonna stick Zelda in there too, like everybody else. Um, it's a brilliant game and. Any other game this decade, anything in my top five probably would have been game of the year. I think. Um, yeah, that's that's definitely a fair mm-hmm. a fair thing to yeah, say. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> I totally agree. The reason, yeah, fucking crazy yeah. year, man. Um, gonna give a shout out to my man Mario Mario over in Super Mario Odyssey, going jumping around the universe, saving the world, um, and. I know this is, like, no particular order honorable mentions, but Mario was closer to being my game of the year than Zelda was because I just... Zelda's great, and I love exploring Hyrule. But, like, God, playing Super Mario Odyssey is just such a euphoric experience. He is so happy to be running and jumping, (laughs) even though his girlfriend is in danger. Wahoo. Wahoo. Become a Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> what? I'm a frog. <laughs> Super Christmas Tree Mario. 10 out of 10. Would play again. Uh, and that just leaves me. Oh, so, I got, I got um, one more honorable mention oh, I want to bring up. I'm sorry. Um, I didn't finish it, but I was like scrolling through the games I played this year, and like I put a decent chunk of time into Prey, and... I really, really do think that game is special and deserves better than to be an also-ran of 2017. 
I know, it's sad. I, like, as such a Dishonored fan, the fact that I haven't played that game yet, like, makes me feel like, really Like, we guilty. bought it on the same yeah, Steam I'd sale. I'd really like to play it as well, too, but... Yeah, I bought it, I have it, I'm gonna get around to it. It's gonna be an early 2018 game for it's me, It's like, I it's think. Space Dishonored, it's beautiful and amazing. I'm about that. Also, you can turn into a cup. Hmm. <laughs> Is that all? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a perfect transition into my first honorable mention, which is going to be Cuphead. Ooh, yeah. Uh, nice. I loved loved Cuphead. Cuphead is a is an achievement. Um, that game is unlike anything else, and it I've I don't think I've ever seen a gimmick game, and I I don't say that to be mean, but um, like hard commit to what it is in in like such a complete way, you know, like. Every little single menu, like, piece of music, everything makes you feel like you're 100% in on the setting and, and the aesthetic that they want to establish. And on top of that, like, the game is incredible just as a game. It's in, The controls are tight. The bosses are all inventive. It's incredibly challenging without, I won't say ever being frustrating, but rarely being frustrating. Um, it, it always feels like it's, meant to be a challenge and it is a challenge and uh i haven't finished the game yet i'm i'm pretty far into the uh the the final island so like i'm i'm getting there but i i do have a considerable amount left of the game to play um but it's a game that i i really really enjoyed my time with and i'm looking forward to to finishing up for sure cool uh, I also am going to give an honorable mention to uh, Life is Strange Before the Storm. Uh, I love Life is Strange. Um, I've said on the show multiple times that uh, the, the team at Deck Nine like really outdid themselves with this game. It ha- It's way better than it has any business being for a game that featured none of the original talent or creators exclu- except for Ashley Birch, who got a writing credit instead of a voice acting credit. Uh, not the same voice actors and with a story that nobody, I think, was really asking for. Um, and it, and it just soars. So the fact that I've loved it as much as, uh, as I have, and that it really feels like a good companion piece to the original, um, was something I, I hoped for, but wasn't expecting. And it's definitely deserving of, uh, of, of praise. Awesome. Anything else? Uh, and then I, yeah, the last two are, I think probably not going to be a surprise to anybody. Um, I'm also going to, you know, acknowledge Zelda Breath of the Wild, um, a fantastic game. Um, you know, I am a fan of open worlds when they're done right, which I don't think that they usually are um, ever since they became a trend. And this game nails, I think, one of the most important things about uh, creating a satisfying open world, which is that it's satisfying to explore. You know, I would say more than anything, the exploration of Zelda figuring out what's around that next corner or what can I climb next? Where is this going to go? That's really that sense of awe um, and adventure is really what that game gets right. And that's, that's Zelda, you know, that's one of the core tenets of the most important Zelda experiences. That's what anybody will say, you know, is what makes them stand out, right? Is that sense of adventure, that sense of discovery. And uh, that's something that I think the series had really lost its way with for a long time. And this game, I think, as much as it shakes things up and really pushed the the series in new directions that it needed to, um, and also, I think, meaningfully iterated on open worlds in a way that I think other games are going to take inspiration from, uh, 
what I think it does best is actually return Zelda to its roots, you know, and get rid of a lot of the baggage and a lot of the expectations for a Zelda, but show that you can make something different a Zelda still. You know, that there is still new places to go for, for Zelda and for this series. And um, that is really important. And I think in any other year, it would have been my game of the year. Um, but it had some steep competition from, uh, you know, my next honorable mention, which, like Andy, was almost my game of the year, uh, Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, I, I love Super Mario Odyssey. And Super Mario Odyssey is a game that is, like, almost ineffably good you know it has the the thing that andy said i think joy right the the pure joy that comes from just playing the game is so hard to describe and it's a game that's it's i think um much like zelda but better than zelda uh absolutely built for the promise of the switch it's a game that is perfect to play for six hours or six minutes and feel like you accomplish something and uh just the small feedback that it gives you in terms of just any, you know, oh, hey, you just climbed this big building. Here's a moon, right? Or you did this incredibly challenging thing. Here's a moon. You know, the fact that um, the game will reward you for just little things, like knocking a series of cacti into each other, and then you get a nice little round of applause and cheers from the non-existent crowd that just works for some reason because it's a Mario game, and you get a few extra coins, you know? The fact that... um, Every single world feels like its own place and feels actually like totally visually distinct, which is something that in any other game would be like discordant and not work. But it's Mario, and that's the beauty of Mario. Mario works anywhere. Mario can be anywhere and be anything that you need him to be. And like that's the whole costume system, right? Like that's what this game's all about. It's just like let's just take Mario on whatever adventure is the most fun. And and also that's to the Luncheon Kingdom. <laughs> well, <laughs> not everything can be perfect. Uh, um, um, true, but yeah, it, it, it's it's a like the visuals, the music, the controls, like it's it's a treat. And I think honestly, the only thing that kept it from being my game of the year is that like while I was playing Mario, I and every time I pick it up, I'm absolutely captivated by it. And that's the same way I felt about Zelda to a degree. But I wasn't drawn to it and driven to explore every nook and cranny of it in the same way I was uh, for my Game of the Year pick. So as much as I loved it, as much as it's only missing it by a centimeter, uh, it's got to be my final honorable mention. Cool. So I think that brings us back around to the four... Video Game Pals Games of the Year! Um, so, based on what you guys have said, and, you know, knowing you two, I feel like Pete and Thompson might have the same game of the year. There is a chance. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, so do you guys want to go first or last? Or do you? I think we should go. We should go last because we both agree, so we can just go at like the same time. All right. All right. Fair enough. Pegs. Pete. I mean, you know, there's there's gotta be a game that we both agree on, Pete, right? I mean, <laughs> it may be. Okay. Like, right? I don't know. There's one game that maybe you shut the fuck up about. It's on the oh, PUBG. Right. <laughs> because it's not, <laughs> it's not a game. <laughs> PUBG is not a game. It's an application. You're right. <laughs> okay. So. 
for my game of the year, uh, again, uh, indie title, and I think it, it caused a lot of some controversy, but also a lot of uh, a lot of fun times and very interesting theories. Um, Freddy Fazbear's Pizzeria Pizzeria Simulator. I'm kidding, it's PUBG. <laughs> so, <laughs> Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, of course, is going to be my top. Um, mostly because, just from an esports perspective, it puts so much new content on the table. There's never been a game that has this many players from this many teams playing at once, at least doing it stably and doing it as in as big of a uh, as a stage as PUBG has become. Um, the game itself is really really fun to play. Uh, whenever I'm playing it, you know I kind of have a hard time uh, putting it down. Um, but for the most part, the reason why PUBG is my game of the year is because. The esports aspect of it is growing so well, um, and I think the the next update should help it expand even more. Um, and as long as they get the uh, get more stable, and as long as they get more uh, server stability, we should be okay. So, for me at least, uh, PUBG was my my game of the year, uh, just because it's going to get bigger and better from here. And the esports acts aspect of it specifically uh, is by far one of the most rapidly growing slash one of the most impressive as of right now, just because of the technical achievements for for even making the broadcast happen and and just all in all that. So yeah, I would say PUBG is my game of the year, which is impressive because according to some people here, it's only been out for minus four hours. <laughs> <laughs> And we were going to have Sean in lieu of being on the show this week just record a soundbite of him saying, PUBG's not a game, Peggy! <laughs> that's that pro- that's probably fair. in whenever we wanted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but then then I learned that Peggy was editing this episode, so that gag went out the window. <laughs> <laughs> nice. To the victor go the spoils, boys. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Andy, you want to go next? Yeah. Um, I'm sure coming as a surprise to no one least of all me that my game of the year has been decided for eight months it's atlas sega atlas's masterpiece persona 5 um god do i love that game uh jrpgs are my favorite genre and it is like i don't know if i could design a jrpg as like a dream reach thing it would probably end up being persona 5 like it's got um a great cast of characters. It's got an excellent, like, really fast, fluid combat system that feels good 80 hours in. Which is impressive. It's got your Pokemon-style collect alls And everybody likes collect them all right, Pete? I mean, most of them. Not the fire Pokemon. It, just the JRPG stuff alone probably would have made it my game of the year. But I got really into the life simulator parts, too. Like, oh man, it's raining. That means if I go to the diner, I can study better. Got got finals coming up. I gotta really study. And like, I don't know, grinding out your like personality stats also really fun. And yeah, um, Persona Five is my game of the year. It might be my favorite game of all time. Ooh, wow. Yeah, it sure better be your game of the year then, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, uh, Thompson, 
let's uh, let's see if we pick the same game of the year. Why don't you give us your pick? I am going to pick a little-known game called Horizon Zero Dawn. My man! All right! Yeah. Yeah, you converted me. Game of the year, baby. Game of the year. I have also chosen the masterpiece, Gorilla's Horizon Zero Dawn. My God, <laughs> where do I, no like where do I start with this? Um, uh, it is it is definitely the the best um, open world kind of like actiony third person game I've played. You know, like I, I, I it's like so fluid. It, the crafting system is not obnoxious. Um, like the combat is really fun. You know, I don't really ever get bored um, fighting, and there's always just enough sparsity of stuff or like variation within a zone that i never feel like i even want to move from a zone i never like without exploring everything at least i never want to go out of that and like that's part of the only reason why i didn't pick this and i'm sorry i didn't pick zelda instead of this because uh at least in parts of zelda i got to certain areas and i was like well i can do that part later i don't really necessarily care but in horizon i, I scoured every inch of the map you know um it's just uh it was just like a great fucking game from the ground up, you know? I fell in love with it the moment I played it, especially for the aesthetic, and the setting is great. I love post-apocalypse. I love sci-fi. I love robots, especially killing them. And it, it nails a ton of shit, and the you know then, then you get into stuff like just the visual quality is incredible, the audio quality is incredible, the mocap is great. Um, just the little bit of detail here and there that they put into every little bit... Um, that you can look at seems just like a package of love, you know, and far and few in between that we get games that are like really just like works of art like this, I feel. And uh, came out of fucking nowhere, you know, I never even heard of like gorilla games before this. So I mean, yeah. you've been making Killzone for like a decade. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like I liked Killzone, but I never really was like, yeah, obsessed they, they about that it. wasn't a series that was like, you know, making them stand out in the way that Horizon was. Horizon was, yeah. like, really a coming-out party to show what they were capable of. Right, yeah, so, because, I mean, I liked the first, you know, one or two kill zones, and then I just didn't care after that, and uh, this game just really, like, came out of, no like, nowhere to me, you know? I, like, when I remember when we saw the trailer, you know, for, like, the, the one event that PlayStation had, and we were just like, what the heck, that looks fucking great, you know? And uh, that yeah. was the standout we saw there, and, like, it lived up to that, you know? I had to wait a while to play it, but that dude, it was definitely worth it. And I can't wait to get into that DLC, you know? Like Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> I'm gonna just fucking buy it, probably, you know, if if like DLC's cheap enough, I can get that, you know. Yeah, man. Uh, it's only twenty bucks, so yeah, you'll have to get into that. Um yeah, I'm I would I echo a lot of your sentiments there, Thompson. I think uh Horizon is, you know save for Mario, I guess. Uh, I think it was the most like competently made game this year. Um, you know, I I loved Zelda, but there are a lot of things in Zelda that are not like as inherently fun as yeah. uh, as Horizon. Yeah. You know, like combat in Zelda is for me always feels like a means to an end. You know, I'm seeking out guardians to kill them so I can get the cores I need to make armor. Right, like. In Horizon, uh, every single fight is just, it's fun. Like, there are times where mm -hmm. I'm on a path to go do a mission, right? And instead of running in a straight line to get there, or fast traveling or whatever, like, I would just run and fight every single thing that I, that I crossed paths with, just because the game was so enjoyable to play. 
and uh, you had so much creativity with the amount of weapons that they give you that you have a, a real good amount of control on how you want to approach combat. Do you want to focus on melee? Do you want to focus on range? Do you want to focus on uh, like status and pinning things down and stuff like that? Um, I just, you know, the game constantly keeps introducing new things to keep you on your toes, but while also like scaling up your power so that it's like you learn how to get better at the game and as you do that, it continually throws bigger and bigger and badder challenges at you. And I, you know, the other two games I loved the most this year, uh, Mario and Zelda, I don't feel like they did that as satisfyingly. I think Zelda, you kind of hit a point where you learn the game and you get your gear and then you're just a boss. Yeah. And yeah, dude. With, with get the Mario, Master Sword, you're a fucking unstoppable force, you know? <laughs> yeah, it, it makes a huge difference. And in Mario... Uh, not that the game is, is too easy per se, but it doesn't, like, it goes from being, like, averagely difficult at, at highest during the main game to, like, the post game has some really fucking hard, tough stuff. And it, it's, like, it's not a clear ramp like Horizon was, you know? And um, I think across the board, Horizon nails, like, every single thing that you need out of a like big open world action driven story game you know like uh some of the points that you made right like graphically it looks amazing um i think like your mileage will vary on some of the the conversation stuff there definitely some of the characters have some uncanny valley shit going on but you know i think the story itself more than makes up for that and it's also one of the few like it's a post apocalyptic game but like it doesn't feel that way and I really appreciate that about it. I like that, you know, the focus is like, yeah, you're trying to find the mystery of what happened to like our time more or less. But like there's a huge like vibrant world that's emerging there that's just as engaging and has its own culture that's, you know, uh, really interesting. So there's like this dual narrative that's established. And like most games are lucky if they can have one interesting narrative. And Horizon has two. And there's, like, an established cast of well-developed characters in both storylines that are engaging and, like, you want to get to the end of the story to see what the fuck happens, you know, and to learn what happened. And um, it does a really good job of giving you carrot and stick, you know, of, like, wanting to keep you on that path, but also not uh, forcing you to do it and allowing you to really explore this awesome world that they built. And I think when it comes to open world games, a lot of them I think are really overwhelming. They put too much stuff in there and a lot of it's meaningless. And Horizon definitely doesn't have a lot of fetch quests. There's a much better balance I think of like having, you know, the side quests actually fill out the story and, you know, bring more characters into, you know, your group. Um, and that like makes the world feel lived in. That gives me a reason to go explore and find these extra these extra side quests and do them because not only are they actually giving me some kind of advantage in the game, they're also like giving me a better understanding of the world and its people. And uh, that's, you know, the fact that they're able to do all these things so effectively is really impressive, you know? And I think a lot of games like get will get praised for doing one of these things really well. A lot of my favorite games of all time, I'll praise for doing one of these things very well. And I think Horizon, it's a shame that, like, the thing that it does succeed the highest in is, like, and this is a weird thing to say almost, but it's, like, I think it's specifically its gameplay. 
you know, like the gameplay is incredibly visceral and satisfying. And I think as good as it is, it didn't stand out as much as it would have if this wasn't such a tough year. And not even like a lot of people make the comparison of Zelda. Um, obviously, that's going to draw comparisons. But I also think that the fact that we had games like Nier and Neo that were these really tight, story-driven action games took some attention away from how good Horizon's gameplay was. Um, or even Wolfenstein, right? Like, it, it, it was a tough year. And uh, I understand why Horizon didn't get as much attention as I think it deserved. But, uh, yeah, I, to me, it's it's unquestionably the best game I played this year. And it was the game that I was the most excited to play this year. It's the game that stole the most of my mind share. And um, of any of the games I was given, it's the one that I, you know, am most excited to go back and play. You know, the Champions DLC has been out. I haven't even finished everything to do in the main game of Zelda. And I loved it. I put 70 hours into it or 80 hours into it. Um, but I did damn near everything I could in Horizon, and I'm just so excited to get back to it. So, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously it was a, a fantastic year. Um, and I, I think every single one of these games is, is like, worthy of attention. And uh, to Andy's point, I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't think of another year where every other game I gave an honorable mention to would have been worthy of being a game of the year. Any other year. Yep. Yeah. It's like I, I love a lot of games that came out in the past, but like, I, I think I said Final Fantasy 15 was my game of the year for 2016. And it's like, ooh, that's a little rough. I mean, it says <laughs> a lot about the, you know, like Final Fantasy 15 was a good game and I liked it, but. I, there are, like, six games that didn't even make our honorable mentions list that I'd say are better than that. Yeah, that's that, yeah. that's really funny, because uh, same boat as Andy. I'm definitely sure I voted for 15, but, yeah, there's there's a bunch of games I was looking at before. You know, like, you even said Wolfenstein is another one. You know, like, Prey I never got to. You know, I, I didn't even touch Dishonored stuff. You know, Dishonored 2 is, uh, you know, and... Yeah, The Death of the Outsider. I have no idea had, um, about that, so... Yeah, yeah. That could be fucking phenomenal, you know? It was. Well, for uh, please, I'm a huge fan. I wish, <laughs> and that's the thing, right? It's like I'm a huge fan too. I didn't, it didn't make my list because, of course, it didn't. You know how much other other stuff there was that just came out this year. Yeah, uh, such there was the fate. Yep. Yeah, Uncharted had a similar. You know, um, what was it? Hmm, I can't remember the subtitle. Lost Legacy. Yeah, Lost or La- yeah, Lost Legacy. You're right. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, with Chloe and Nadine, and like that was a great game too. But it, you know, it wasn't a contender. You know, there was how many other great games on the Switch that Andy and I enjoyed too. Um, that just weren't worthy of the you know of the pull. Yeah, and that's uh, that's that's cool. I mean, that's great, right? That's a great problem to have. But um, this was certainly the most contentious it's ever been for me to pick a game of the year. I've never struggled this hard for it. You know, to be this down to the wire and be like, I don't know, I don't know. You know, I, I had to really make the decision today. But, um, you know, I'm happy with our picks. I'm happy with my picks. Any uh, closing thoughts before we wrap things up um, here? I'd like to just shout out a couple games that I know I missed that are apparently excellent in 2017. Um, sure. I heard really good things about Death of the Outsider. Apparently, West of Loathing is excellent. Um... So if you've ever played the internet um, fantasy RPG Kingdom of Loathing, it's in, like, a browser. It's a goofy little, like, stick figure JRPG thing. They released a full-featured stick figure Western JRPG that has gotten nothing but rave reviews. (laughs) 
and I'm really cool. confused. <laughs> um, Steam's been recommending it to me since the day it came out. And it's like it's always been on like the back of my mind kind of list, but um, there's just too many good games this year. Fucking, I loved Emily is Away, and I own Emily is Away too, and haven't had time for it. Yep, same here. Yeah, it's another one I, I definitely want to get into. Uh, Night in the Woods is the same yep. way for me. I, I definitely want to play that. Um, Wolfenstein, I still haven't gotten around to. Uh, the I, I also I also really enjoyed um, uh, Fractured the Hole this year. That was good. I have not played a second of that. Mm-hmm. Um, what Remains um, of Edith Finch is also a really good one. Yep, it's just this is just like the sad montage though at the Oscars, you know, of all the people that died. Except this yeah, right. Don't even make me go into Steam and look at all the things I spent, you know, a hundred hours on this year that I could nominate out. You know, <laughs> rip. Yeah, so I think, um, yeah, I believe I said this last week, but uh, this was an, an exceptional year for games, and it seems like 2018 is going to be, uh, you know, a real contender um, for for being just as good almost. So we'll we'll see how it goes, but uh, we'll be there right along with you every week. So. Uh, make sure you tune in next week for the first episode of 2018. And, uh, you know, we hope you enjoy your holidays, whatever your denomination. We hope you uh, have lots of fun with your family, your friends, your your consoles, your PCs. And uh, we'll see you guys in 2018. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Fuck, I forgot. We do plugs now on this show, right? So yeah. <laughs> uh, let's let's do that. Peggy, why don't you, uh, why don't you start? Hey, guys, if you want to follow me about esports or, or talk to me about how PUBG's a game... Yeah. PUBG's not it a is. game. Half you can of it is. Fight me. One v It's more than half. All right. Uh, but if you do want to follow me, uh, I am an esports journalist and I write about all those video game competitions that people keep on talking about. Uh, I am at MoriaOW. That's M O I R A I O W. Uh, I had the name before the hero did, I promise. Uh, and I talk about mostly uh, PUBG, CSGO. Dota 2, Overwatch, obviously, League of Legends, like, really, really anything, anything out there. So, if you want to talk esports, come my way. Do you want to, do you want to plug your writing? I thought, okay, huh. uh, uh, I'm also the, the section editor for Ghosty Gamers, uh, their PUBG, CSGO, and League of Legends sections, all three of those, and then I'm also going to be, uh, I write for... Winston's Lab, which is a, a Overwatch esports data journalism site. So yeah, if you if you want to talk about any of that or just nerd out, I'm totally cool with that too. Send me DDLC theories, I'll go with it. And uh, yeah, <laughs> awesome, Andy. Um, you can check me out at Tiger underscore Millions on Twitter. I don't tweet a ton myself, but I retweet stuff, and it's pretty interesting. Surrealism and Star Wars and socialism, all that fun stuff. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm Andy Brown. Hit me up. Um, I'm really the ghost pal, though, in that I don't have much of an online presence. So if you go talk to him, he'll have to he'll have to talk back to you. So go go bug him. I'm actually hosting a video game pals talkback show called The Talking Pals. Uh, Chris Hardwick is co-hosting it with me. <laughs> I'm all about it. Thompson? Hey, you can find me at Relic Vampire on Twitter, and I just really make a bunch of stupid meme posts on Twitter. But if you actually want to talk about something, I'm down. I, you know, I just shut up the place. But if you want to stop me, go for it. <laughs> 
All right, and if you guys want to catch me, uh, I'm at loud underscore Pete on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can connect with me about any of the stuff we talked about today uh, or anything, really, uh, or check out cute pictures of my cat. If you want to catch me on some of the other stuff we do here on the Pals Network, I'm on the Comics Pals with Sean, uh, which posts the day before this show. I'm also the host of the Riverdale Review, our Riverdale Review show, as I'm sure you could guess. Uh, we've got our Whoa, last episode. Whoa, I thought you were talking about The Good Place. Wow. I was wondering. <laughs> What is happening on this yeah. show? Who's Archie? Is that Ted Danson? <laughs> so if you guys, is that Ted Danson? If you want to check out the uh, last episode before the season break, uh, it publishes this week. Or no, actually, it went up last week. So go check that out if you haven't already. Um, if you're a fan of Riverdale, that is. And then you can also catch me and Thompson Monday through Friday on Pals Play. Um, we had a bit of a, a spotty... Week last week we missed a couple episodes because we had some technical issues, but we'll be back this week. So uh, go, come check it out, and uh, we're playing Doki Doki Literature Club. So maybe go Monica, watch Monica, us. Explore. It Monica, was our first time Monica, playing it too. Monica, Monica. So you can watch us play it as innocent babes. Yeah, <laughs> back when we were so young and fresh in the world, we used to live back, off of piss and vinegar. Back before Doki Doki Literature Club shook me. Anyway, Back before that's gonna I wrap introduced up. you to your best friend, Soggy Nelson. <laughs> oh my god. All right, on <laughs> that on horrible that note, note uh, that's going to wrap up the conversation here on episode 35 of the Video Game Pals. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you next week. GG. Goodbye. <laughs>